Hey guys, it's Brooke. Welcome to Inside Renovation. And as we get closer here in the Christmas season, this episode, we are going to talk about a name you've probably heard before, Wonderful Counselor. What does that mean? Kind of going to dive into that and so much more in today's episode with Pastor Cody. Pastor Cody, welcome to another episode. I'm really excited about this one because I feel like there are so many ways that this could kind of be, I don't know, talked about, but... God being our wonderful counselor and, you know, trusting that divine guidance and kind of going through things in your life, whatever it may be. And we talked about this before of how you kind of like, we all need counseling. We all need, if you didn't know, right. Yes. If you didn't know, we all need need counseling. counseling. And I feel like there's just this one question that we'll get to, um, that I'm really interested to have this conversation with you about because we haven't really talked about this. But when you hear the words wonderful counselor, when yeah. it comes to our Lord and mm-hmm. Savior, Jesus Christ, yep. <laughs> what, what, like, what does that yeah. mean to you as yeah. a pastor? Well, it comes from Isaiah 9, and it was just like 500 years before he was ever born. It was this prophetic vision that God gave the prophet Isaiah, and he talks about the whole Christmas thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. for to us, a child is born, and they're going to call him, and he goes into the four different kind of names there. So it's a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And I don't know, I think the idea of wonderful counselor, that word counselor in the Hebrew was literally meant to advise or to counsel, right, to, to guide. Mm-hmm. And we said it, but I think the reality is, is that we really all do need counseling. And the fact that Isaiah prophesies, like, you're going to need a wonderful counselor. <laughs> like, you're yeah. going to need. So it's good news that we have a wonderful counselor. The bad news is that we need it. You know right, what I mean? Yep. It's like, so <laughs> that... uh. That idea, though, that God is this, not just a counselor, but a wonderful one, I think there's a lot of implications with that that are important. And I think sometimes I know in in my journey of just mental health and just becoming who God made me to be and a husband and a father father, and a pastor, like all of it, all the different hats that you wear, right? Like, I I think the reality of like, okay, I need counseling, you know, um, he's not just a counselor that you go to that knows nothing about you that is neutral ground you know hebrews talks about that we have a high priest that is able to sympathize with our weaknesses right that we can approach him with confidence knowing he's been tempted in every way as we had and so it's not just this like he's somebody you can go talk to and air all your problems to and he's going to give you some advice yeah it's like no he's actually going to give you the best the like the most wonderful advice Mm -hmm. because he actually does know you he has been there you know, it's kind of like the yeah. commercials of like, he gets us, you know, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, this yeah. isn't like a advertisement <laughs> totally. thing, but it's the idea of, is that he, he actually does, mm-hmm. you know? And so you can actually go to him. And for me, I think that's brought some comfort because, you know, I've been to different counselors throughout the years. And previously I, I went to one great, great guy. Um, but I just didn't really like, I wasn't vibing with him. You know what I'm saying? Like well, it, yeah. it was great. It's just like, I didn't really connect with him. And so, there are times in life it's like, yeah, like we're talking about God being that wonderful counselor, but counseling in general is, I think it's important to have a connection, Yeah, you know? And if you don't have a connection, it's just different. There's literally a disconnect where it's like, hey, thanks for the advice, but yo, you're not my guy. You're not well, my girl. And I think that that's important to touch on because yeah. I feel like when mental health, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but if somebody takes that step and decides I'm going to go see a counselor, I'm going to find somebody to talk to and they have a bad experience and are like, you know, I don't know if I like this. 
it's almost like one of those things of shame where like, okay, well maybe this just isn't for me. Yeah. Like, okay. But, yeah. but it's I've even been there. Right. And it's I've just like, there. it's, it's one of those things where you're just like, you're allowed to shop elsewhere. You know That's what I right. mean? You're yeah, allowed to sure. go find somebody else yep. that you do get along with, yeah. but tell us about yeah. your, your story. of. <laughs> well, you know, I walked in and, and, and I went where somewhere locally and, and uh, I was a little hesitant at first just because as much as we talk about like, removing the stigma, yeah, you know, and there is no stigma. And like, as much as I, I believe in counseling, like I had to work through in that moment, even just this sense of like shame and like fighting off shame. And I wasn't going cause I, there wasn't anything like I was going specifically for that I've done. It was more of going, Hey, no, I know I need help. So like, I know there's things that I haven't dealt with yeah. in the past, but it was more of like preventative in the sense of like, I want to make sure I'm healthy and I want to have an outside voice that's helping make sure I'm healthy, Yeah, you know, the being the healthiest version, the best version of myself that I can be. And I just remember like I was getting, I was leaving paying for the session and a girl from our church mm-hmm. saw me and cause she worked there. Yeah. And so I, I immediately felt this like crap, like they know that I'm here. Yeah. They and think just the natural, wrong. like I, yeah. I try to put myself in somebody else's shoes and it's like, no matter what, if, you know, I know she's like sworn to secrecy and, and wouldn't and couldn't and doesn't share that kind of stuff as far as like, you know, patient confidentiality and all that stuff. Being a human, that thought probably crossed her mind as it would mine of like, I wonder why he's here. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh. do I like go to her at church <laughs> and be like, hey, what's up, girl? Uh, that so one I know time you saw me the other day, yeah. but everything's OK. You know, it's like. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, so uh, man, yeah. removing the shame and, and, and all of that. Like, I do think that there is a huge step in that, um, that I, even I still to this day. I mean, this is like a month or two ago. Yeah. This is not like, I'm not talking years ago. I'm talking like, this, this is, is fresh. fresh. Yeah. yeah. So even as I talk about it, it's like, no, I, I have to believe even what I, what I preach mm-hmm. and what I really do believe. And I got to press past those feelings, but I think with God in particular, I, I think people, the greatest challenge, and I think you were alluding to it at the beginning, is what does that practically look like and how do you actually hear from and take advice from yes. the yeah. wonderful counselor? Because he's not physically mm-hmm. here sitting in a chair. Right. You know what I mean? Like having Mexican food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you haven't seen the tacos <laughs> on the table yet in the Let's video. Talk about it. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, and so you're like, okay, it's not the same thing. Right. And what I would say is like, it's not the same thing. It can actually be a better thing. Mm -hmm. And I think our natural tendency is run to people first. And what at least I try to do before I go to people, whether they're a counselor or a friend or a family member, whatever is like, no, I'm going to go to the best counselor the world has ever actually seen. And I'm going to go to him first because that a lot of times will even remove the need to share everything with everyone when I know that I've already gotten some of that out and I've already experienced healing. It doesn't mean I don't need people. Yeah. It just means people aren't my primary source. And so So I think that's been huge in in me and my walk with, with God. Well, and I feel like too, like the story of Jonah, right? Like he ran from God and Mm -hmm. all kinds of like, like everything broke loose. Like it was just like this big crazy storm and all this stuff. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people are like when we, there's problems in your life or Mm -hmm. things aren't going right. Mm -hmm. You want to run away from God and it's just like, you really need to run towards him. Or blame him. Yes. Yes. And it's like, you know, people are like, he, you know, 
God save Jonah and the whale. Like he was there for, for so long. And like, it was, and they were like, no, like the enemy didn't send that whale. The Lord sent that whale as his, like, you know, Hey, there you go. Yeah. The Lord sent it to save him because if not, he would have drowned in that water. So it's like, you know, it's like, yo, I just, I just preached a a sermon about, uh, Haggai Mm -hmm. and the prophet there and God saying something similar. And I think a lot of times getting into like running away from God or blaming God, one of the interesting things in the book of Haggai is it talks about how they were really busy. Instead of building the Lord's house, uh, they built their own. And yeah. he says, you're living in paneled houses, and you're saying it's not time for, to build my house. And he's just like, and you, you eat, and you're never satisfied. You drink, and you never, ha- you, you never get full. You, you, know, you work, and you work, and you work, and you work just to put your money in a purse with, with holes in it. Yep. And he says, you, know, you thought that you would harvest much. And then God says, but I blew it away. Yep. And I think we don't, we don't think about the fact of like the devil's not the one who sends the rain and the winds. Yeah, exactly. Now, life itself, things can happen. I'm not saying God sends every storm. Totally. But what I am saying is that I, I do think that God, and this is a, a, a theological stance throughout scripture, is a jealous God. Mm-hmm. Not that he's insecure, yeah. but that he is really the only one deserving of being number one in your life. Right. And when you start putting other things in front of him, God says, hey, you, you've been working on your life, and you've neglected to build your life on the right foundation. Yeah. So every time you start building something, I'm going to blow it down. Yep. Do, I'm going to wreck it. I, yeah. I'm going to wreck it. I'm going <laughs> to blow it down. Yep. And why? He's going to blow it down so you don't blow it. Right. Right? Like, he, he's so going to be the one to go, you know what? I'm, I'm going to make sure I love you enough to go, I'm not going to watch you build your life on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to help you build your life on the right thing, and that's me. And I think that the idea of going to him as our wonderful counselor in the sense of like, we're going to go to him first, even reveals this level of like intimacy and trust Mm -hmm. that can only happen in relationship of God. Actually, I trust you enough to take this to you. Yeah. And I think that's where really finding freedom begins is getting honest Yeah. and getting honest with God. Um, And I, I think, you know, the, the cliche preachers will say sometimes like you're as sick as your secrets or God won't heal what you hide. And yeah, I do think though that getting honest really is the first step of us getting healthier. Totally. You know, yeah. and I think that God can handle your honesty. Yeah. God, he already knows. I was just going to say getting yeah. honest is actually less about telling God and more about allowing God to speak to you mm-hmm. and like God yeah. heal something for you. Totally. There's something about getting it out that does something in you. It's not like God's like, yo, I'm surprised. I didn't know that. You know what I mean? It's like, no, he already knows. And he already knows how to guide you. Yeah. And And that's the idea of a counselor. That acknowledgement of whatever you're going through or whatever Mm -hmm. it, like whatever have you is almost like that. Just like acknowledgement to God. Like it's, you're bringing it to him and he just, that's what he wants you to do. He wants that little confession from you and he wants you to just offer it up because like, like you said, you're not hiding nothing from him. Like, right. He knows. He He knows everything. You You know, he's already, he already knows, you know. Well, I want to go kind of there with hearing from God. I feel like this is a really fun conversation to have because it happens so differently for everyone. People can hear from God in so many different ways. And I always love this conversation because I feel like everybody's answer is always a little bit different. And I think that it's a really fun conversation to have for people who are watching that maybe they're like, well, I didn't know that I could actually like tangibly hear from God. Like, can you elaborate on that? So how do you, like, what is, what, what is the tangible way that you hear from God? God talks to me audibly every day. I'm just kidding. (laughs) kidding. My son. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
no, I have had what I would say is impressions where it's so clear that it's God. And let me first start with how I know that and then also like how I can recognize it. Because sometimes I think we're quick to say, oh, we heard from God and blank. It's yeah. like, whoa, pause. There's there's ways you can know and mm-hmm. you can be assured you heard from God. And then there's other ways you go, I may have heard from God and there's where faith comes in. And then there's ways you know, no, that wasn't God. Totally. That was my feelings, my <laughs> own desires, yep. the enemy, a bad friend, whatever it is. Yep. And so... I think that the the way you can take it to the bank that you know you heard from God is through God's word. It's literally him speaking, right? Yeah. So the way I, I, I really do, and this is not just like the spiritual answer as a pastor, but it's amazing to me how many times when I'm spending time in the word that I will come across in my reading, devotional plan, whatever it is, where God will speak to me directly through his word, to my specific situation. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people view the Bible as like this history book. And though it is full of history and though it's accurate and all of that, I think the way it reads your life is, is why we say it's living and active. Mm -hmm. Like God didn't just speak back then to them in that season, in that circumstance, God is still speaking right now to you in your circumstance. And so I think understanding that, Yes, it may have been written thousands of years ago, but it's still applicable and God's word is still speaking today, Yeah. right? And so for me, it's like, how do I know that I heard from God if it is in alignment with what God has already said? Yeah. God, what God has said that we know and hold on to is scripture. And so we can't add to that. And, and anything you get like a prophetic word, God told me to do blank. It's always just going to be a mirror of or a reflection of what's art he's already spoken in scripture. Right. So as long as those two things are in alignment, then I can be confident and go, no, God, God spoke this to me. And so for one of the things is like when God makes promises, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, that's a promise. God, regardless of, of me, yeah. God's going to be faithful to what he spoke. Mm-hmm. So I will pray and I will believe the promises of God and apply them to my life in the way that I live, holding on to them, understanding that nearly every promise God gives in scripture, there's always a process that you have to be a part of yeah, and a part you have to play. Right. So yep. it's like, yeah, God makes the promise, but that doesn't mean it just happens. There's usually a part God goes and this is what you do. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it's like, Oh, s- seek first my kingdom mm-hmm. and all these things will be added. It's like, God, you said all these things will be added. Yep. Yeah. But what are you doing? Homie? But seek yep. his kingdom. You yep. know what I'm saying? So, I think that those those are important. And and I think that another one is, man, and this has just been so like lost in our busy, hectic, hurried world is just solitude, Mm -hmm. silence and solitude uh, for me. So I have this like routine and uh, it's, it's weird. And I hang, I hang around old people when I do this, but I I joined (laughs) the Y and I like the Y because they have a steam room, a sauna and a, uh, and a whirlpool. Now, are you a sauna guy now? Oh, no, 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 I'm not, I don't, the sauna's not my thing, (laughs) but like I do, it's only when people aren't really around Mm -hmm. and then they kind of come in and it's like, ah, whatever. But like on Mondays, I literally will just go sit like in that hot tub. Okay. With air, AirPods in, I'm not listening to nothing. Just don't want people talking to you. Yep. Okay. And I'm just chilling. And I think sometimes finding your own way, a sauna guy, whatever you want to (laughs) be. (laughs) <laughs> to just get silent before the Lord 
Yeah. What you're doing is you're making yourself available. Mm-hmm. And I think what God cares far more about than your ability is your availability. And by simply making yourself available to God, God can actually start speaking to you in those moments. Now, that part of that could be reading the Word. Part of that can be prayer. Um, prayer is when we communicate and talk with God, but he also speaks to you during that time of prayer. And the reason why is because you're making your spirit available to him and to right. hear him and you're drowning out other things. And so the way I know I hear from God, um, in those moments of silence and solitude is typically it, it's, it always will require a measure of faith. Yeah. If it's easy in your comfort, and it's always in alignment with what you want, it's probably not God. Yeah. Right. So for me, it's like, this is, this don't necessarily feel good. Mm-hmm. If it's something I would typically do on my own, in my own strength and in my own ability, probably not God. It's when it's like, Hey, there's this thought that I get in those moments that are just going, man, that challenges me. Yeah. It's not what I want to do. It's out of my comfort. It's the right thing to do. It's in alignment with what God already said. That's not a natural thought I would have. Yeah. I'm going, okay, I believe that's God. And that's where the faith comes in. And I can go, I believe and choose to believe that's God because I know it's in alignment with what he's already spoken, which that comes into you knowing actually what he's already spoken. Um, and then it's going, and that thought didn't come from me. Yeah. Like that thought was like, whoa, wait a second. I would never want to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> in my own yes. whatever. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't want to call that person up and choose to forgive them. It's mm-hmm. not what I want. I was right literally, now. I was like, you're telling the story and I'm thinking of a person in my mind where this has happened to me before where I was like, you want me to call who? Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. Oh, oh, all right. That's right. And you call and yeah. you're like, okay, well that yep. wasn't so yeah. bad, but yeah, it's, right. it's that like that little deep gut feeling. You're like, yep. are you sure dude? That's like, right. You, you so sure? I think that that's the connection between like pr- primarily, at least for me mm-hmm. when it comes to me and God. Now the other primary way I hear from him is to people, yeah. right? Through other people who are hearing from God in the same way, but God has put them in my life. The relationship is there to where I've given them the permission and I've made myself available to hear from their voice Yeah, because I trust them. The relationship's there. They're discerning. Uh, they're full of the spirit. Like, and so like I have like a person in my life is pastor Steve. Yeah. Um, now it doesn't mean I take his voice as God's voice directly. Like I'm always going to test it to make sure it's in alignment but I trust him enough to go, hey, here's what I see, and here's what I think you need to do. Yeah. I can go, okay, like, and I que- and then, again, I question, okay, God, is this is this from you? You know what I mean? Yep. And sometimes yep. you get more than just one opinion, because I think sometimes you can go, well, I got Christian friends, and I'll go ask them for advice, and they'll give me advice, and like, oh, that's God. It's like, yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. But again, I think that there's there's, you have to do the work of, like, discerning okay, it, is this from God or is this just a friend encouraging me or whatever it may yeah. be? And again, there's a measure of faith that that involves. There's a measure of discernment, a relationship, of connection. I would be really weary of people that come to you out of the blue on Instagram, in your DMs, Dude, on the street. They're everywhere hey, right God now. God told the, yeah. me. It's mm-hmm. like, y'all, hold up. <laughs> I had one person one time be like, hey, God told me I'm supposed to share my testimony in this service. I was like, yeah, God didn't tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, I mean? like, like, oh, what are you going to say in that? Yep. Yeah. Maybe you are supposed to share your testimony privately. <laughs> maybe with someone else. Privately yeah. or after service. In, in this service. Okay. After service, you should find somebody to share your testimony. Yeah, you know what I mean? But totally. it's like, we, we also, we like to use God as that, as that cop out, you know, oh, God told me, mm-hmm. you know, oh, God told me to, you know, God told me to break up with him. God told me to divorce my spouse. God told, and it's like, whoa. Yeah. Let's again, 
if it goes against what he's already said, God didn't tell you to do that. That's just what you want. And you're using God as your sidekick. Yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. I think that I've been guilty of that, um, in the course of my lifetime. Um, and probably times I wasn't even aware of, but I, uh, I would just, I would really caution people to, when you say you hear from, hear from God. Okay. So then if you heard from God, then do what God said to do. Yeah. Right. Like if he's the wonderful counselor (laughs) and you go, all right, God, I'm open and God gives you a word and you don't like it. You still got to do it. Yeah. He said to do, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, I think that's important. And then the final thing I'll say, the times I've heard from God, the clearest. Yeah. And I do this fairly often, a couple times a year is when I take the time to fast. I was just going to say pray and fasting is such a Um, pivotal point in hearing from God because there's you, there's no other distraction. That's right. Well, that's the idea, right? Like prayer and fasting, prayer connects you to God. Fasting disconnects you from the world. Mm Mm-hmm. And so fasting is like I am drowning out the noise. I'm drowning out the things I think I need so that I can focus in on the one I do need. And I just think God does something. And you see it all throughout Scripture. God does something special when you, I'm drowning that out. I'm hearing from you. I want to know you. You're spending time in the Word. You're spending time in prayer. Like the majority, if not almost every time God has given me just fresh vision for our church, mm-hmm. for our family, for like hard decisions in my life. When, when there's a decision that I'm just like going up against and I can't get a solution to, and I've tried, I've, I've gotten the word, I've prayed, I've asked counsel and I'm, my spirit is still uneasy. Like I go, okay, God, you're now telling me to fast. Like yeah. at that point, I'm like, all right. I probably should have just fasted from the beginning. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'll do it. Fine. Take the tacos fa- off the table, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will fast until I hear from you. Yeah. And I think God's faithful to his promise and he'll speak to you. And yeah. so for me, that's that's kind of my, my big one. I was like, this actually just happened to me uh, this like this week. You know, on Sundays, you get the little like notification on the activity of how much you've used your phone, like your screen mm-hmm. time or whatever. Yep. And last week I was like, I want to be more present this week. I'm trying to like, cause my phone's always a distraction. It's what I do for work. It's always there, social media and everything. And my hours were two hours down last week. I was like, let's Hey-o, go. Let's I was like, go. it seems so little, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like when you, when you re- like, re- you really do like release those yep. distractions mm-hmm. from your life, God will speak so much yep. more clearly. And yeah. it's just like, you're, I don't know. I just always feel more fired up, more energetic, yep. like just yeah. more in tune with like what's going on. Well, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to hear from God when the noise is maxed so out. loud. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like when you're hearing from everybody else, sometimes the best way to hear from God is to stop hearing from everyone yes. else for a little bit mm-hmm. and maybe drown out that noise, turn down the volume. And I think you do that through, I think you do that through prayer and fasting, silence and solitude, getting in the word. Um, you know, and, and I know there's people also that say they hear from God in nature. That that's not personally how I've connected yeah. with him. I, I think again that that can be true. Warning though, I think there's also a lot of mysticism and some weirdness sometimes. Like, oh, I saw a deer and God told me. <laughs> it's like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know if God speaks to deer. Yeah. Maybe to eat them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I don't some know. Jerky or Dominion something. over the deer. I don't know. But like, I, I just. It's funny because like I I've I've heard that excuse a lot with guys. Yeah. Specifically, like when we've had the conversation about spiritual disciplines, and going to church or uh, worshiping God or whatever it may be, 
they'll be like, oh, that's just not really my thing. I hear from God in nature. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's fine. But if you hear from God in nature, I don't think God's telling you that's the only way he wants to speak to you. Totally. Because his word tells me that it's not. (laughs) So it's like, like, hear from God in nature, dope. But that can't be the only way you hear from God. Right. And it's like, but I've, I never, I never spend time with him. I don't read his word. I don't pray. I don't have wise counsel. I don't have a pastor. I'm not in community, but I hear from God through hunting. Yeah. It's just like, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An you excuse might. to go spend you, five hours in the woods. Yeah. yeah. You might, or you're delirious. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> like, well, know. you know, but it's like, again, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to poke fun at it. I mean, yeah. again, I, I do thank God. And, and, and you see, I think God uses all of his creation in some way as even Romans tells you to speak to and give you a general revelation of who he is. Yeah. I, I do believe that like you can go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll flip the script here, go to the beach and go sit and look at the vastness of the ocean Yeah, and be like, okay, there has to be a creator. Literally. You know? So it's like, man, God, I, I've been super prideful thinking this is all about me and like, yo, I, you're humbling me right now. Cause I, I'm a part of something a lot bigger than myself. Yeah. So like in those ways, I've, I've heard from God through nature. Mm-hmm. Right. But again, I don't think it's the primary way. Totally. Yeah. I think it's really cool too, how God will use other people to like speak to you mm-hmm. or even just give you a little nudge. I know that sometimes he's, he wants to eat these tacos on camera. We're so talking bad. About so we're fa- just, no, it's we're just, just, we're talking about fasting and I'm not. And they're just <laughs> my tacos from the, the food truck at the gas station are getting cold. And, uh, I'm going to have to eat them. So put the camera on, Brooke, and I'm going to eat these tacos. Perfect. No, but I was thinking about this too because (laughs) I feel like, you know, sometimes when you're just like thinking about someone and you're like, I have not talked to them in months. Mm -hmm. So, and you just text them and you're like, thinking about you today, like, hope you're doing good. And then they're like, wow, I've been having the worst day ever. And it's like, I almost think of that as like a way that God's just like, when you're anointed and, you know, you're in tune with Him, I feel like He can use you in so many cool ways when it comes to like, lifting up your friends or people around you or family members and things like that. And it's, it's another cool way that I feel like he can speak through you to other people to just, whether it's encouragement or they just quite literally needed somebody to say hi to them that day. Yeah. There's been so many times that was spicy. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good though. Um, there's been so many times where people have texted me and I've needed it the most. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm going through something and somebody would be like, Hey, Lord, put it on my spirit to pray for this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, no one knew that this happened actually with, with me. I've, I've been on the other side of it where God has spoken to me to reach out to specific people. Right. And it's crazy when you are, when you are spending time with God and you have spent enough time to learn, okay, God, this wasn't for me, but this is for me to send to somebody else. And I remember a couple of years ago, I hadn't talked to this guy's name's Jared Darby. He'll be on the podcast at some point. Um, he's a he's a good friend of mine. He's a pastor down in Alabama. I met him when he was uh, a pastor in Nashville, and him and I were like cool, but like acquaintances. Cool. Right? You know, we didn't really know each other. We never talked to each other like that. One time, I'm just spending time in prayer randomly, and Jared Darby came to my mind, and God's like, "I want you to call him." No, it wasn't audible, but it was this weird like drop in of like call Jared Darby and tell him to plant the church. I was like, what? Yeah. So I had his number. I I call him and I'm like, Hey dog, what's up? (laughs) How you doing? I know this is super (laughs) weird. I'm not like some weird prophetic dude praying today. Um, I don't even know if this is something you're thinking about, but God told me to tell you 
plant a church. He's like, bro, what are you talking about? He's like, no one knows that except my wife. Wow. That I'm even considering it. Yeah. And I said, well, you're supposed to plant the church. And now here he is packed up, moving to Houston so to cool. plant the church. Not because Nestle said it, but it was, and he'll tell you, a confirmation of yeah. like, no one else knew that literally. And God used me yeah. to be like, yo, God wants you to know, plant the church. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was a pretty, that was a pretty cool moment. And it really sparked a really, uh, a really amazing friendship that I'm super grateful I have today. And it's cool how God can do that and connect yeah. people. So cool. Let's go the opposite way when you feel like God's being silent and he is our mm. wonderful counselor and you just, you just can't hear his voice. <laughs> Where do you go then? You wait. Yeah. I, I do. Um, that's the hardest thing is when you don't have direction and you don't have clarity. I, I think that the, I don't want to say the safest, but probably the wisest decision in that moment is like, yo, I'm not moving until I hear from you. Because if I move and God hadn't spoken yet, yeah, I'm getting in front of him. And every time I've ever gotten in front of God, <laughs> <laughs> it's not been what I want to experience and mm-hmm. where I want to be. So I think in those moments is understanding. Um, I, I don't think, like, I, I know, okay, so for example, people like, I've been praying for stuff for 10 years, and I just feel like God is silent on it, yeah. right? I think that's the challenging thing, because it's like, well, how long do I just keep belaboring it? And so what I would say is, like, while you're waiting, like, you can still work work in the waiting mm-hmm. in the sense of, like God is working and he's, he, you may not be hearing him yet, but he is working on it. So there's a trust factor in there that God is, God is working out the thing you're worrying about. Yep. You may not just get the revelation yet, but you can do what you can do. You know, like you can continue to seek him, continue to trust him, continue to pray for him, continue to choose to have joy that he gives you. Um, like you can continue to move forward, having faith, trusting God, and then while he's silent, like, hey, I'm, I, God, I'm going to do the things I know you've told me to do. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to focus on those things. And I'm going to trust that for whatever reason, I don't have the clarity right now. And that you're a counselor. And right now, for whatever reason, I don't need the answer. Right. It almost brings me to this, like, when Paul was praying and he's like, I pleaded with the Lord to take this away from me. Pleaded three times with the Lord, take this thorn from me, whatever mm-hmm. that was. And I love that the scripture doesn't tell us what it is because I think the reality is, is we all have a thorn. Yeah. And there's always going to be something that kind of just agitates and bothers you either to remind you of God's faithfulness or to humble you or whatever it may be. Yes. And, and he says, look, my grace is sufficient. And he didn't remove it. But my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of moments like that where, we want answers, we want steps, we want whatever. And sometimes God goes, I'm teaching you something that's going to impact and change your lifetime. And the truth is, is you may not see it in your lifetime. I tend to believe you will eventually see it in your lifeline. For sure. That, that God may be doing something in you right now that actually isn't for you, but for your children mm-hmm. or for your children's children. And yeah. you see that concept. All throughout scripture, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, like yep. you, you see God working through generations 
and what one prayed in one generation got answered in the next. Yeah. And so there is, there's a part of this that you go, man, I, I'm a part of something so much greater. And God, if right now you're silent, I'm going to trust your silence. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to think that your silence means absent. Yeah. And so that's key. Just because he's silent doesn't mean he's absent. And also, let me say this. I think that the voice of God is not going to be a, a, a yell. It's not going to be a loud, always obvious thing. Um, a lot of times it's in the whisper. And um, it's not going to be, Scripture says, it's not in the wind. It's not in the fire. Yeah. You know, it's not in the earthquake. It was in the whisper. And God whispers to you because God's close. Yeah. And so I think sometimes if you can, as James says, draw close to God, God draws close to you yeah. and, and you f- the devil flees. Yeah. Right. And so why? Cause he can't be in the presence of God. So for me, it's like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to fight, to be connected in the presence of God. And uh, that's where I'm going to be able to hear him the most clearly. Well, I think we were just talking about sort of that like waiting period, right? With everything in the world, it's just such an instantaneous world right now. You want it, it's on social media. You can go to a music app and download whatever you want. You can get everything now. You can download a whole season of a show that you like and watch it all right now, you know? And it's like, there's such beauty in the waiting because it requires faith, right? And it's like, if it doesn't require faith, then what would you need God for, right? right. So it's, I mean, I just, I love that you touched on that because it's so important that the waiting is uncomfortable for Mm -hmm. a reason because in uncomfortability, that's when you grow. And if we were just comfortable all the time, we'd all just be hunky dory and we wouldn't need a wonderful counselor. That's why scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yep. And so it's like, God, I want to please you. It's going to require faith. Period. Every time. So there's always going to be an uneasiness. There's always going to be a wrestling. There's always going to be a like, I think I'm not a hundred percent certain. And so I like to say it, that like there is a certain uncertainty yeah. in following God and in um, trusting. No, he's he's the wonderful counselor and uh, he, he guides me, you know, and so I'm going to I'm going to trust him. I'm going to talk to him. I'll get honest with him. And um, I know for me, it's been I've experienced more healing in just going after the presence of God than I have going to other people, mm-hmm. opinions, or anything like that. I do think that there's no one like him that knows you yeah. the way he knows you. Someone uh, said this quote the other day. There was, it was something along the lines of, stop telling everyone your business. Like, the best thing you can do is stop telling everyone your business. And it's like, there's only one person that knows all of our business that you yeah. don't even have to t- tell it to him. Right. And he's always got the, you know, the advice, the counsel yeah. that we need. And I think that's so true, especially when... Right now, it's like, you know, you can call a friend and gossip. And that's like usually the first thing you do. You go to friends, you go to this. And mm-hmm. it's just like, what if we ran to God first that's for it. everything? That's it. Yeah. That's good. I love it. I so that's it. Go to God. And if you're ever in doubt <laughs> and you just need a little motivation, you should get you some tacos. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap that's up it. this episode <laughs> and we're going to let Cody eat his tacos. <laughs>